Nickelodeon fans, and welcome to This Week in Nickelodeon History. My name is Captain Eric, and we are covering everything that either premiered or ended on Nickelodeon from the times of August 15th to August 21st. And we're actually starting with something premiering this week because the Rugrats revival is actually premiering on Nickelodeon on August 20th. 2021. Now, uh, I imagine that since they're doing this for the show now, uh, it's just going to continue on where shows will probably uh, premiere first on Paramount Plus and then eventually they will premiere on Nickelodeon at a later date. I I think that's smart in the long run to entice people. Hey, if you want to watch this early, hey, get Paramount Plus. Um, if you still want to watch it, but you don't mind waiting, hey, still keep watching our channel. Um, it, it, you know, and you're, it's a TV channel. You're going to constantly need new content anyway. So I think it's smart to just keep this cycle going. And even if the uh, new Rugrats episodes air only a few times on the network, uh, it may entice new subscribers to the Paramount Plus service. So ultimately, I mean, that's what they're probably looking for. Uh, I, I, I'm sure the they would love the television numbers to go up, but I, I'm sure they know that the future is the streaming service. So they, they got to make sure that everything, all the attention has to go towards that. Four years ago, on August 21st, 2017, the television show Sunny Day premiered on Nickelodeon, created by Abby Longstaff. The show uh, ran for two seasons of 60 episodes. Five years ago, on August 20th, 2016, Make It Pop finished its run on Nickelodeon. Created by Thomas W. Lynch and Nick Cannon, the show ran for two seasons and 42 episodes. It's really funny because we mentioned Dora the Explorer last week, and here we have, uh, seven years ago, on August 18th, 2014, we had the premiere of Dora and, the F- Dora and Friends Into the City, a sequel series to the original Dora the Explorer that now follows Dora as a 10-year-old girl attending school in a California city uh, and then, of course, has uh, certain, you know, more friends, more school friends, so she's not really hanging out with animals and fictional creatures anymore. Uh, I guess I I did not watch any bit of this show. I've seen the design of the older Dora, uh, but just reading here that apparently season two features... Uh, more characters from the original series, you know, Benny the Bull, Boots, Tico the Squirrel, Swiper the Fox. So uh, I I guess they acknowledged more of the Dora roots in season two than I guess they did in the original season. Uh, I I think it's weird, though, just the thought of taking this character that, yeah, girls grew up with, you know, and and maybe they'd want to see her age up. But if you're going to age that character up, she shouldn't be doing, I don't know, normal girl things or whatever you would assume quote-unquote normal is um she's supposed to go on adventures that's the whole point of the show so if you're going to age dora up then she's got to go on bigger adventures i'm fine with that i like 
I didn't see it, but I like the idea of that live action movie that it took an, an older approach to Dora the Explorer. Um, I, they're going to be doing an, uh, a live action Dora the Explorer on, on Paramount Plus. That's probably going to be action oriented. That's, you know, even when it's at a preschool level, it, it's about the adventure. It's about getting from A to B to get the MacGuffin of the episode or the movie. And it seems like reading through this, it, it still has an adventure aspect to it, but it's it's just more about Dora exploring, you know, the, the city, which I guess is an interesting concept. Um, I don't know. If, if you're a fan of Dora and Friends out there, if you can tell me, it is, is it a decent sequel to the original? I'm probably not going to watch it. I, I barely watched the original series. When it debuted, I was not watching Nick Jr. as much, so uh, I'd caught the show. I watched the show a few times. It was pretty much wash, wash, dry, repeat. Like it was the same thing over and over again. So I, I was able to get it at a young age and understand what was going on, and then not have to watch any more episodes. Uh, so I'm definitely not looking to ever dive back into this world. The live action movie I may tune into at least once at some point, but uh, we'll see about that down the road. Ten years ago, on August 20th, 2011, the show True Jackson VP finished its run on Nickelodeon. Created by Andy Gordon, the show ran for three seasons and 60 episodes. Twelve years ago, on August 17th, 2009, Glenn Martin DDS premiered on Nick at Night. That's right, we're covering a Nick at Night show. Created by Alex Berger, Michael Eisner, and Eric Fogel, the show ran for two seasons and 40 episodes. It was Nick at Night's fourth original series, and uh, as far as I know, the second and only time they ever did animation on Nick at Night, the first time being Fatherhood. Which shocks me. I wish Nick at Night did more animation. I wish they decided to do more animation. They, now, they didn't have to just copy Adult Swim in the aspect of, hey, just have outrageous and raunchy cartoons at night. Uh, they could have had them a bit more upscale, but still had something animated to keep on the network. Now, Nickelodeon never at any point in their history ever claimed to be like, hey, we're going to mainly focus on animation. They've always had a live action aspect to their programming in, in terms of game shows, in, in live action comedies, live action dramas. Either there's an audience involved or when there's not. Um, they, they've, they've always had that a part of their programming. And Nick at Night itself has always been kind of showing off those decades-old sitcoms. And that's always been a part of their part. So, But I, I just wish that Nickelodeon took a good chunk of their their programming time that like 9 p.m. to 12 p.m. slot to focus on extra original content that they could have aimed at an older Nickelodeon audience um I don't know something like that we'll we'll touch base on that I, I there's there's workings and rumblings of an idea I, I would have for that but uh you know keep that feather in your cap as well and I mean sound off in the comments below if if Nickelodeon were to offer some sort of adult animation lineup of show uh, is that something that you would be interested in is that something that you would want to tune in for or even watch on paramount plus uh would you just like to see what would happen let me know 13 years ago on august 17th 2008 all Grown Up finished its run on Nickelodeon. Created by Arlene Klasky, Gabar Chupo, and Paul Germain, All Grown Up was a sequel series to Rugrats following the All Grown Up special that aired for their 10th anniversary that showed the babies off 
as teenagers or right before teenagers, 10, 11, 12 years old. Uh, the show, the, the special was a massive hit, which immediately put the show into production. It ran for five seasons and 55 episodes. Uh, I, I actually enjoyed a fair amount of All Grown Up. It certainly was a different experience if you're a Rugrats fan. It's it's not Rugrats at all. Um, and the characters are even different than what you would expect. And in that regard, it's a well-made show because the characters actually grow up. You see them in conflicts in which you would expect them to act one way, but your expectation is coming from them as a baby. And then when they act a different way or, or rebel, hey, they're they're growing up. They're teenagers. They're not going to be the same characters as they were when they were one or two years old. Now, there's still cartoon characters and there's still friends, which, come on, let's face it, who's, who's friends with someone at one and there's, you're still friends with them at 10. Now, you might have one or two people you can think of, but an entire group like that is crazy. But to be fair, all the adults stayed you know, close and, and remained friends as well, so that helped. Fifteen years ago, on August 13th, 2006, Just for Kicks finished its run on Nickelodeon. Created by Alana Sanko and developed by Whoopi Goldberg, the show ran for one season and 13 episodes. 20 years ago, on August 20th, 2001, Oswald premiered on Nick Jr. Created by Dan Yasarino, the show ran for one season and 26 episodes. 22 years ago, on August 16th, 1999, Rocket Power premiered on Nickelodeon. Created by Arlene Klasky and Gabar Chupo, Rocket Power was just yet another smash hit out of their animation studio. Another hit for Nickelodeon, and definitely a timely hit for Nickelodeon, as it aimed at the rising... Uh, love in our culture of extreme sports. Skateboarding was becoming just an increasingly big deal. BMX was was on its tail end. Everybody enjoyed rollerblading, dirt bikes, scooters, surfing. I mean, this is when the internet was was still kind of coming onto its own, and the the sharing of these aspects going beyond magazines were now becoming a regular part of everyday life. Is sharing pictures of your skateboarding session, videos of your surfing session online. Now, when Rocket Power debuted, this was before that part. I mean, this was kind of right at the crux of that when the internet was really hitting big, but but still extreme sports, there was no denying just how big in our culture they were becoming. The X Games just every year was just bigger and bigger and bigger. And then you had the rise of Tony Hawk and just everything that came along with that. And Rocket Power just grabbed onto that rocket, held onto it for a couple years, and I think let it off when it was time to go. And I, I think Rocket Power for, although I've said publicly on, I, I can't tell you where and when, but I have said in the past that as an adult going back and watching Rocket Power, I have a more negative outlook on it than I did as a kid watching Rocket Power. And while I'll tell you, I still feel like that is a true statement. In re-watching a few more episodes, um, I, I've kind of leveled it out a little bit more in the middle between the two. I, I still think that as a kid, I enjoyed the show as a whole more or certain decisions that character, like I just, yeah, I didn't think about the way certain characters acted, like Otto was just the coolest kid in the world. But then as an adult, you watch Otto and he's kind of a, a jerk, or he's very much a jerk, it's not like kind of, but... Um, 
you know, you can only watch a character be selfish so many times before you're like, dude, come on, really? Could you, could we just hold on to this for another season or so? Um, but, but I've enjoyed it more than I, than when I rewatched it a couple of years ago. So, um, I don't know where it would stand for you, but I definitely think it's still one of my favorite Nicktoons. I absolutely adore Rocket Power. Even when I talk negative about it, I still hold Rocket Power in a very high regard, in my opinion. Uh, it's one of my favorite Nicktoons. It certainly got me more interested in other extreme sports other than skateboarding. It, it you know, got me to learn a little bit more about the history of surfing, just, you know, looking into a little bit more of the big time players in BMX, the big time other skateboarders other than Tony Hawk. You know, when they featured Andy McDonald, that was a that was a skateboarder I knew little to nothing about. But then I just started looking into him and his career because up to that point, never came across my radar. But then thanks to Rocket Power, it brought me to look into him a little bit more. Uh, the show is just about the, a slice of life, a slice of Californian life of four friends living in a town on the coast by the ocean and just living to the extreme each and every day, having fun, getting into trouble um, and, you know, just learning along the way, I suppose, for, for at least some of the characters. Uh, I, I do. It, it, there's that classic Klasky Chupo charm that just flows throughout this show from the first season all the way to the last. I think even if you find its lowest point, it is still a very enjoyable show. It has enjoyable characters. Uh, the voice acting on this show is top notch. And you've learned to fall in love at least with one or two of these characters over your time watching it. So uh, if you have ever been on the fence of watching Rocket Power, by all means, it is well worth the watch. Um, as, as far as recommendations as episodes, the, the, you can't beat the episode with Tony Hawk. Uh, I believe that is in season two. Uh, I, let me double check right now, actually, since I got this up. Uh, no, season three, episode, the eighth episode of the third season. Enter, enter the Hawk tricks. Uh, yeah, check that out. That's, uh, that's one of my favorite. I mean, that was just, that was such a big deal because, it happened at the the height of all of like the height of Rocket Power, the height of Tony. Ha I mean, Tony Hawk probably had a few more years. Definitely until Underground Two came out. That's the height of the game series, in my opinion. But um, yeah, absolutely love Rocket Power. Congratulations to all those involved who worked on the show. Thank you for making an making an incredible show. Uh, and let's move on to just another massive show here because 25 years ago on August 17th, 1996, we had the premiere of Kenan and Kel. That's right. The show starring Kenan Thompson and Kel Mitchell created by Kim Bass was a spinoff of sorts to all that, only pretty much in, in the fact that it took the two characters that everybody loved on all that that worked the best together and then gave them their own sitcom i mean that's that's as much of a spinoff that it goes but man going this show not only holds up but it is it is one of the best nickelodeon sitcoms that exist this is probably the first sitcom i can remember falling in love with uh at the age that i was when this premiered i wasn't really watching sitcoms yeah i would watch the munsters with my mother so i would you know maybe we'll count that but um i don't think i ever went and watched the munsters without my mother like if if her if we weren't watching Nick at night that night, I would not be watching Nick at night. You know, that was something that I shared as an experience. Um, 
so on my own, as far as a show that I discovered and that I fell in love with, I, I got I got to give it to Keenan and Kel. I can't imagine anything else at the time I was actively watching and that I would, you know, stop the channels to watch. Um, the show follows Keenan and Kel as fictional versions of themselves, although they, they have completely different last names. I believe it's um, uh, Kimble, Kel Kimball, Keenan Rockmore. And follows the two boys in their misadventures throughout Chicago, Illinois, um, usually at the behest of Keenan's uh, overbearing father. It is an absolutely wonderful show. It ran for four seasons and 65 episodes, followed with the TV movie Two Heads Are Better Than None in 2000. Uh, this is just what helped solidify Keenan and Kel as a package deal. You watched them for years on all that, and then you watched them for years on the sitcom Keenan and Kel. They worked practically a decade with one another, were appeared in movies together, um, were, were cameos together. Uh, those guys owe a lot to one another, and, and definitely... Um, I, it can it can be rough being in a partnership like that, a creative partnership, a working partnership. It's never been as easy as it looks, you know, for some, you know, troops like that. It can be. But uh, I wish those two would would work together more because there's so much more money to be made. And not that it's just about the money, but even just on a creative level, I, I would love to see what they churn out together i mean they've worked together on the current all that and and that seems to be doing successful so uh, i would love to see them continue things uh, as they as they move forward there and finally as as we end here 29 years ago on august 15th 1992 we had the premiere of roundhouse a television series that debuted as part of nickelodeon's snick lineup and was, for all intent and purposes, a variety show. Um, <laughs> each episode revolved around uh, the group, uh, the cast of characters that they had, and their problems in their daily lives. Uh, it was taped in front of a live audience and was broken up into sketches, dance sequences, and musical performances by both the cast members and they had a house band as well. Um, I have tried this, you know... This was on during a time I was watching Nickelodeon, but for some reason as a kid, it just never caught my attention. Um, I don't remember ever watching this live on Nickelodeon, and in the times I've gone back to watch on YouTube or when they've tried to air it as part of, you know, like the Splat or any time they've aired old content, it just doesn't click with me. It's before my time. But I respect any Nickelodeon show. It was created by Buddy Sheffield and Rita Sheffield Hester. It ran for four seasons and 52 episodes. And that is this week in Nickelodeon history. Thank you for following along. If you are a weekly follower, thank you. Please subscribe to the channel. Like and comment as you see fit. Any way that you can support Captain Eric is a smile that's on Captain Eric's face. Please be safe, enjoy life, put a smile on, and we'll see you here next week. On the Lord of Nick. On the Lord of Nick, Nick. On the Ricky Tiggy Low, while living number one, Nickelodeon.